Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show where we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses across the St. Louis area. I'm your host, Alexis Otos with KMOV. If the walls of Blue City Deli could talk, well, they'd probably sing, but there'd be a lot of stories to tell. Vince Valenza, better known as Vinny to most people, opened up the Benton Park Deli back in 2004. It was a decades-long dream of his to combine his love of food and his love of blues music. It's funny because it feels like one of those places that has been a St. Louis institution, been around forever. And you can usually tell that by the popularity, the line that wraps around the block during the lunch hour. It's interesting, in this episode, we started chatting before they open, but about halfway through, you can hear Vinny's son, who also works at the deli, say to the staff, are you ready? And he flips on the music, he turns on the open sign and opens the door, and the crowd rushes in, and you really can get a sense of what it feels like to be inside this intimate deli during the busy, crazy lunch hour. Vinny tells us all about what it took to finally get the place open, the inspiration he drew from his family, from his parents, and what it means to share his love of blues music with the rest of our city. So let's meet Vince. Well, Vince, thanks for joining us. Hi, it's good to see you. Oh, that's right, we're on the air. All right, let's do it. You know, it's uh, it's right before opening time, so I don't see a line forming quite yet. But the pickups are coming in. It's a beautiful day, so it's a nice recipe. Yeah. What's it like to see that line start forming? Sometimes it's a little unnerving if it's way down, but it always feels good. Um, Of course, it usually where I'm at over by the register. I can only see to the front door, (laughs) so it might. Sometimes they have a little anxiety, but with, for that, I'm like, oh, just take, you know, you take one person at a time. One customer at a time. That's all you can do. It, we love it. Has it been lines out the door since the beginning, or what was it like when you first started? It was very um, sporadic. I think the first day there was, it felt like there was like 3,000 people out there, but there was maybe, we t- saw maybe a total of 30 people, <laughs> something like that. But it was just so, I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting ready to do this. This, We're is, doing really, this. this is really happening, yeah. But no, uh, it's built gradually and it's been great so we could sort of figure out you know tweak the system over the years and we're still we're always still changing always learning yeah so let's see you opened in what year 2004 october 1 okay had it always been a dream to open up a sandwich shop for a long time for a long time i always um dabbled in food either professionally uh i started with my buddy's place and well he's in st charles he was in north county we're north county folks Mm -hmm. and um he gave me an opportunity in the mid 80s to work for him but i always wanted to you know but never owned a business or Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so yeah and because we had talked about this you come from a family that's always been in the food industry right and there's a when people are inside the deli, they can actually come and see a photo. It's over there, right yeah. over there, the, uh, the old where your folks met. The Union Market, right? Union mm-hmm. Market. Tell me about that. Um, that was a pl- I, that is a place that should still be open in my mind. It was it was a it was a, a great landmark. I think the building's still there. I think it's a national historical landmark. But anyway, um, where I th- was it exactly? Uh, it's on um, it is on Broadway and maybe Lucas. 
It's yeah. a, I think it's one of the, it was the largest indoor market in the United States. Wow. The size, and, and, and there was uh, vendors inside, all different types, sort of like Soulard, and then outside also, mm-hmm. that they would, you know, they would peddle their fruit and produce and that kind of thing. It was great. There was meats and there was uh, fish and it was just a lovely mark. There's, it was a lovely, it's, it's still there, uh, just a lovely building. But anyway, my dad was hauling produce from the old produce row and my parents, uh, my grandparents had a stand. Uh, Cericia was their last name and a lot of old St. Louisans probably remember that name. But um, he was going by and he saw my mom. I think she was probably 18 at the time and, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> So you kind of grew up with this food background, but right. you also had this music background and this love for music. Right. And you decided to kind of combine the two of them here. Right. Well, when I went to New Orleans, that's sort of how that happened. Always loved the music. It was always in our family. We did a lot of dancing and fun parties. With There was always a lot of great music. And um, uh, But when I went to New Orleans on a business trip uh, back in the late 80s, I think it was, um, I was like, oh, this is how we need to do this. So I sort of combined it, my love for food and music and blend them together. So. And, of course, being in St. Louis, it also seems like a no-brainer. Food and music. I mean, those right. are two of the things that we do best in this city. Oh, yeah. It's getting better and better. <laughs> Always has been there, but it's getting better and better. What's it like for you to be able to kind of help carry on this, this style of music, blues music, showcasing a history of it, for almost a new generation of people. It's an honor uh, to do it. We've been doing it since pretty much we opened the doors in some way, shape, or form. And it's just, it's an honor because it's such a great story. It's a piece of history. And it's, it's, um, uh, it's just great to uh, let people hear it and, and, and feel it, you know, uh, on a day-to-day basis. What drew you to blues music? I think the emotion of it. Um, the history of it. A lot of it is, you know, hard times. A lot of it was emotional, good and bad, and um, it's sort of blue, blue collar. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's a simple way of putting it. But everybody has it, you know, day to day life. What are so it's sort of it's, it's just life, you know. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's not just one thing. It's not all bad. It's just it's a it's a feeling of emotion that's uh, put to music, and to me, it comes out. It's like it's real. Mm-hmm. It comes out beautifully. Sometimes you want to dance. Sometimes you want to listen to it. Sometimes you want to hear the words. Sometimes you just feel the music. So. Do you have a favorite blues musician? There's so many. There's. I don't have a favorite. I have. Um, I've been drawn recently to um, the Texas. That's that's almost like another interview. <laughs> you know, it's it's very very deep. Um, and not Texas. Not just like say a Stevie Ray Vaughan. But it's even deeper in their history of music. I like the feel of it. I like the way it's put together. Mm-hmm. And it's real simple. So you guys obviously are packed open for lunch for selling sandwiches. But you do host live music events as well. Right. We are, And this year is the first year we did this. We're doing more of a um, couple seasonal series that fits. Because of the lie of the land here at the deli, there was times we were doing shows. And it was 100 degrees outside. And it was sort of uncomfortable for people. Um, at times, <laughs> right, right. When we get those real humid ones, when it's hits up 90 to 100 degrees mm-hmm. in June. Um, but anyway, or in the winter time, you know, when it's free, but it was always, well, it was, you know, we just rolled with it. 
but we wanted to do something a little more seasonal try to get the uh, better season so this year we're doing like a spring early summer that's going to finish up at the end of June Mm -hmm. then we're going to take a little break and just do a couple random shows here and there during the summer months and then we have a sort of fall series which is going to start September and in October the weather's usually turns for the better yeah yeah so are they newer musicians older musicians I mean where do you kind of find who comes to play we have um, a variety of musicians that have played here from around the country and of course our locals um and I sort of handpick them. I'm sort of the person that decides who plays here uh, based on what I want people to hear. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to throw anything up there in my mind. It's like, this is what I want you it's guys to hear. curated. That's right. And um, there's some great local musicians uh, that play here. But, I mean, I have found people. There was a young bluesman um, named Dylan Bishop. He was down in Texas. I happened to see his page on Facebook, and they had some videos. And you just, there's a network, it's sort of a blues family out there across the country, and that's how that all works. Um, So anyway, I contacted him, I introduced myself on Facebook, threw a couple names out of some of the Texas musicians that live in St. Louis now, Mm -hmm. and there's that connection, and next thing you know, he was up here playing, so... Do you reach out to people and they've heard of you and they've heard of Blue City Deli? Surprisingly, people have heard of us. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're we're in our little world here doing our day-to-day and we don't realize that there's a lot of people that the word has sort of gotten out about That's the deli. Amazing, and you think about it, yeah, it, there are great music venues here in St. Louis, but if you're not from here, you might not, or even if you are from St. Louis and you're just not as in tune, you might not know that, hey, this, this deli down in Benton Park is a really hot spot for music. I think more local people do not know about it. It's sort of a specialty thing that's going on. Most of the people are coming here for music. Um, but the bands sure know about it because the word travels. It, like I said, networking. And um, I think what they really like the the most is that closeness. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's a really intimate vibe It's a here. very intimate... Yeah, you know, it, it's intimate when you're eating sandwiches. It's intimate when you're listening to music. Right. It really is. It's, it's neat. It's, it's exciting. And um, so for the musicians, for the musicians, they... They enjoy that because a lot of times they're big arenas or they're they're at uh, there's the music now. Yeah, but, uh, I know. I, it's funny, uh-huh. you know. People obviously can't see what's happening, but your son over there just flipped on that open sign. The door just popped open, and we've got guests pouring in already. They're coming I in. Mean, there they are. Okay. People are here for it. They're here. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's very the music is such an important ingredient, and our tra- tradition since day one is we don't open the door until the music comes on. So we have it sort of coordinated. So, I mean, the line is already out the door. I mean, we got you've got folks here that come for a quick lunch. I see firefighters here. I always see firefighters when I'm in line myself. What's it like to be able to serve such a wide variety of our city? Whether it's the people that come every other day for a quick lunch, or the tourists that come because they've read about you in different magazines and books like that. Of course, it feels good, but the thing is, that's what I really, on the inside, um, wanted to do is bring people together from all different walks of life, uh, you know, blue collar, white collar, people from uh, all different parts of St. Louis, and now that people are coming from around, you know, people get to talk to each other too, and, you know, just it's a, it's a hopefully a nice little half hour, an hour of time where, you know, people get to uh, well, yeah, learn about get each a other. Well, yeah, cozy and share a right. table. Right, 
Right. It makes, it's re- fun. It makes it fun. Do you remember the first time you guys were written about in, you know, not just a local... Is it right down here? Yes. Uh, that was a Riverfront Times. What was that like? Scary. <laughs> I, I sort of... Uh, I, I had a feeling um, when the phone... Because at the time, we were, like I said, seeing maybe 50 customers a day, maybe... And when the phone call came in, I could answer the phone and check people right, you out. you do both. Not so much anymore. Not anymore. Um, we, we sort of got wind that Riverfront Times might be doing a um, review on us. And we were scared. We were like, okay, this is a sort of a crossroads. And it turned out to be a really nice review, which didn't happen from that particular food editor. No. A lot at the time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I might be looking for another job here soon. <laughs> But um, it turned out really good, and that was like a la- sort of a early stage launching pad for us. Really? So it was decent that reviews. First, so. in the beginning, what was your menu like? Was it as big as it was n- is now, or? A um, lot less. Um, still uh, based the we based the first menu on the blues music highway. The initial things like we did the muffalata, the New Orleans, and we just sort of worked our way to Memphis with some of the barbecue. Then St. Louis, we did some Italian stuff, and then Chicago with the. Chicago dogs and the Italian beef. So that was kind of your idea. People might not know that actually. Looking uh-huh. at your menu, that there's there's a logic of, right. of what you've got on, up yeah. on there. Right. I was like that's and we could build. We, I felt in the beginning, okay, let's use that, and then we can build upon that. And there's always that connectivity to the music and the food, and so you know, sort of a ongoing, sort of a lesson on regional foods. Interesting. We, just, we, got, yeah. we got a little creative. I'm not sure what area. You know, we, we do some crazy things now, but that's the <laughs> fun part of it. Have you done some things that you're like, eh, okay, that didn't work so well? Right. Yeah. A couple, couple things, yeah. A couple things. We wouldn't run them out there. Like, well, let's not do that. We did this one in the beginning called the double shuffle, and which is a blues rhythm term with mm-hmm. drummers. And um, uh, we tried it, and it just logistically did not work in the, uh, in the back of the house. Okay. Yeah. Things like that. Because people can't actually see your kitchen, but I imagine it is always slammed back there. They're slammed, and they're very um, good at what they're doing now, so it's pretty controlled back there. Mm -hmm. It's not real crazy, crazy. They have a system, and they're great. They really are. So. And you've got your three boys that are working here? Three boys, and my daughter started part-time on the weekend. So, yeah, they're all going to have a little taste some way, shape, or form here, so... Was that something that you wanted to carry on? Was that this could also be another aspect of your family generation continuing through the food business? I felt like if that was meant to be, I never pushed it on the kids. I feel I felt like they they need to pick their own uh, career, whatever they're going to do in their life. So, but it was offered initially. My son Vinny, my oldest boy, he uh, he. Uh, I don't know if I can turn this off. <laughs> popular man <laughs> I turned it off okay so um anyways um yeah you know like with your I feel like with your children they have to choose what they want to do what their love is so so far three of them seem to really love it <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's nice yeah. I'm sure it does it allow you to step back and focus on a you know kind of more of the music aspect or does well, it or I no mean, you're always just here. having <laughs> good strong people here and even a even past, say, my sons, we have a lot of great, strong employees. I can dive into, you know, whatever it is, promotion or looking at the new menu or 
the day-to-day stuff. Um, I'd rather be up with the, with the people. That's where my first love is. But somebody's got to do it, right? So, you know, who's going to do schedules? And yeah, what's, I mean, you're almost always here, I feel like, when I come in. What, what's that like to get that, that interaction every day with the customers? That's what keeps me going. No matter you have your aches and pains, they sort of go away. <laughs> Once that music goes on and you're, you know, just uh, one, this one-on-one, even if it's for like a minute, it's just, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And that's, uh, to me, that's what life's all about, you know? So if someone comes up and's like, I'm new here, I've never been, Ooh, what do yeah. I order? I just, I just. How do you, you help know, them decide? I'll just usually, I'll throw it back to them. There's this back and forth little conversation going on for a few seconds. Well, what do you like, you know? Do you like something? You want something warm? You want something cold? You want something spicy? You want Italian? Do you want roast beef? You know that kind of thing. And I give them a little history of what we're doing in house and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's it's. Uh, but you really gotta you gotta ask the open ended questions and <laughs> they guide usually, them a little they, bit. They usually go fall right into where they're gonna go. <laughs> because I imagine you have a ton of tourists that come through here and haven't maybe had some of the style of food. Maybe they're not familiar with everything right. you've got up out there up on the board. Right, exactly. So you just sort of chat with them, tell them a little bit about it, what we have, and go look, maybe a level deeper than what they can just read on the menu. So, yeah. So. Do you have a favorite sandwich? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> and then the inside, I'm like, Argh. I have favorite sandwiches uh, at different times. Like I'll get, on, I'll, get on the, um, I'll get on my little uh, roast beef, where I play around with the roast beef and try different things, mm-hmm. or... Um, maybe a sandwich I haven't had for three or four or five years. I was like, oh, I haven't had the Mel's Blue and Tangy for five years. Let me try one. Then on trial, I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> and then you get on thing. a kick of that. I know. It's always tough for me because I'm I'm one of those people. I come in. I get the Benton Park every time. That's your sandwich. That's my sandwich. I love it. But my dad, like I said, loves loves Jumufaleta. So he says it's the best outside of Central Market That's in New Orleans. Tom, thank you. I will. And, you know... You have people, though, that come in and they want to hit every sandwich on that menu. They go, right, there's some people that take it from, you know, top to bottom. I'm going to start on this and work my way down and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we're flexible, whatever they want to do. So now, obviously, the the sandwiches are popular, but just down the street, you guys opened up a whole second venture with right. the pizza. Right, and that's sort of in, in like temporary limbo status but not really it's, yeah. it's, it's doing really well uh, my son Joe got into bread and, and uh, bread making and art, sort of artisan bread and, and he sort of segued right into pizza and he did this all at home and sort of did not work anywhere um, just played around with it at home for a couple years and he approached me and asked me uh, once we purchased the property in 2015 we're like well, what are we going to do with that garage that's back there uh, that space we need to do something with it we had talked about catering and, and all that so anyway he started making breads and then he rigged up a weber kettle so he could put a stone in there and do wood-fired pizza and that's where he got into it and we just said well yeah let's let's give it a shot let's give it a uh, shot and he's doing well with it um it's hard to coordinate two different businesses at the same time for me uh, with the scheduling because sure. they're very a very vital part they being Joey and Johnny and Vinny uh, over here and I can't pull them out and just and then you have to replace that's them. why there's kind of limited hours over there right? right we just yeah and it's worked out well he usually sells out a dough I mean, 
Thursday, Friday. Eventually, maybe we'll do Saturday, which will be a natural. And it would just be sort of a little little feature of the deli. Because there was, you guys were named, I think it was like best pizza by someone on a national level, right? It was a, based on the Yelp reviews. Okay. So he, he has been getting pretty good reviews over there. And yeah, so it was a n- nice honor for him. And, and um, it's confusing because people don't realize that that's really Blue City Deli doing mm-hmm. pizza Thursday and Friday nights. They're like, well, what's this, Mel- you know, Mellows, or they call it Milos. It's Mellows after my dad. And, um, oh, that was your dad's name? Yeah, Carmelo. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it. And um, so I have to explain when I'm over, and I'm like, well, really, it's the deli. It's really Blue City Deli. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. So, yeah, well, and we, that's the thing. It's just kind of one of those almost unique little in-the-know pieces of St. Louis, which I always think is fun that, yeah, if you know when to go and if you know when to get there, you're going to get this really great meal and pizza. Yeah, and it's very simple. Um, And right now we're sort of limited over there because it's a garage. So there's five, I think there's five chairs inside it. So when the (laughs) cold weather or super hot weather comes, it changes. But right now it's prime time for them. So they're going full, full, you know, steam ahead now. We have talked about um, enclosing the patio, make it sort of an open enclosed mm-hmm. space so we could open it in the nice weather, close it in the extreme cold or hot. So we're, we're debating on what we're going to do here, but some decisions need to be made here probably by the end of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, it's funny because I feel like, I think there's probably a lot of people who would even be surprised that you guys have only been here as Blue City Deli since 2004. For so many, I think this spot just feels like one of those places that's been around forever in St. Louis. Right. The building and the location. The building and just the vibe of it. You walk in and you just kind of feel you're surrounded by history. You know you're about to get a good sandwich. And it just feels like something that's been ingrained in our our city's food and music history. Yeah, like I said, it's it seems like it's been all of our lives, but it's just been a very sharp piece of our lives. But we're we're glad. I actually, that sort of feels good when people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's just 15 years or, you know, whatever. So, um, so yeah, so it's just all the ingredients, I guess, put together on it. Uh, well, and when you look around, you can see history. Do you hope that people take a moment and, and really kind of work their way through these I think these they walls? do. I see pictures, like, on Instagram and things of that nature. Um, you know, um, we actually talked about Texas earlier. Um some people from Austin came in and they saw a few little posters that are on there. Austin, you know, they're like, oh, look, Austin. You yeah. Know, well, it's great. I mean, you could spend, you know, several visits kind of just working your way through the pictures, the posters on all the walls. And then, of course, you've got sprinkled in your family's history. You showed me the other day the pictures of your parents that are over there. Right. Which is kind of sweet. It's all one big family, you know? (laughs) Them kind of looking down and seeing what you've built here. I look at them once in a while, yeah. Absolutely. How did you end up choosing this location here in Benton Park? That's a pretty simple answer. Um, (laughs) Actually, I had tried a couple different times. Once I had this Blue City Deli concept in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And we tried and you know maybe we couldn't get financing at the time or things fell through at the end or a final decision well, let's hold off uh, so I decided I'm like I gotta do this thing where I'm putting food and music together Come on, I'm gonna turn this off again <laughs> excuse me is that okay <laughs> that's fine you're fine I'm gonna do something over there. 
Hey, we know you, you're getting calls. There's people walking in, getting sandwiches. That's kind of the idea of this podcast. People can feel like they're sitting down at a table with you. Now I got it. Okay. In the middle of a busy lunch hour. <laughs> but um, so anyway, <laughs> to answer your question, um, so we tried some different locations over the years, like in the '80s, and then you know. So this idea goes way back. Yeah, it goes back um, probably at the late '80s when I decided. Hey, Blue City Deli. I actually drew a picture. I wish I would have had that for you. I got it at home somewhere uh, of what was in my head, you of know. what it would look like. Yeah, and, did, you know, did a menu and that kind of thing. But anyway, in the late 80s, um, uh, we had tried some different locations. And then in the 90s, and then and my wife told me, she goes, Vince, maybe it's just not going to happen. I'm like, all right. And I was sort of moped around the house for a day or so, and, and then... Um, um, but it always came back, you know, this is it, Blue City Deli, we got to do this. Um, so anyways, um, never could find a place, and then I thought, well, I'm just going to put a, like a hot dog stand and an Italian beef stand together and go down to Soulard Market and maybe sell on Saturdays and Fridays and Saturdays, and I'll yeah. have a little a boom box here with some blues music going, that'll be fun, and I can sort of fulfill my need to open a restaurant. Actually had talked to the market master at the time and was going to do it. I had a spot picked out and so I was going to open to have a little uh, website. So I went to a guy named Dave Beardsley who's involved in the blues music community and he lived right across the street here from the deli and um, so we were going to open this. It was going to be called Blue City Red Hots and um, he said do you know about this space on the corner? Because some of the musicians when I used to play out and stuff knew I wanted to do this deli thing. I go, no, I didn't. I said, I said, I'm not sure. He goes, he goes, go look. He goes, I think that building, you can get in there pretty cheap. Um, the people are trying to rent it out. And it was white boxed at the time. So I wrote the, the information that was on the door, contact for lease. And it, it just fell right into place. So you never even went to Stuart Market. That was... It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. And then that um, was preparing to do it. And um, so Dave mentioned this corner he goes it's just sitting there he goes this neighborhood is up you know it's, it's coming back what real strong what was the neighborhood like at the time back right. in 2004 it was fine Four, yeah. yeah it was real good it was on the up you know it was coming back there was a lot of rehabs going on and mm-hmm. that type of thing so it was it was just starting to really come back it seemed like and that's what he told me i'm like sure you know and uh did you have to do much work to it i know when we uh, talked it was a much smaller kind of footprint when you first opened right 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 um not a whole lot, you know, really. We just popped some pictures on the wall and brought in our equipment. And, um, you know, it was smaller, so it was mainly carry-out initially. Mm-hmm. So a few people. How many, yeah, how many chairs did you have in here at first? I think we had a little, we didn't have the stage where we're sitting now, but it was right along here. There's a little counter. I think five chairs. Five chairs. And now look at you. You guys fill these chairs up right. every day. I think there were about 32 without music. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, though, it's been in that process when you look to, from today to there, it's been a, it was a nice slow growth pattern, which helped us. Cause How do you hope to keep it going for the future? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I feel like um, we're just like to maintain and, and um, do better what we're doing. Always, you know, always staying creative right here at this location. Um, and we're getting to a point it's like 
my employees have been here a long time. Are we at a point now where we need to maybe grow? Because everyone, the, the system is really matured uh, as far as the, the back of the house, front of the mm-hmm. house, and we're still tweaking it. Like I said, we always will. So we're sort of at a crossroad where I'm thinking about it because people had asked me in the past, open another location, and I'm not one to move real fast on those yeah. decisions. Um, but I'm thinking more of maybe we are at a point where we can grow and put it somewhere far away from here. Where, you know, not <laughs> to cl- allow other people maybe to experience that don't sit, get down you here. You know, so that thought has been going through my mind. Or do we want to grow the pizzeria? So it's going to be one one way one of those ways. I think something. Well, gonna. I imagine it's kind of nice because you you know you're the boss. You can take it as slow or as fast as as you kind of want to grow with it. Right. Yeah, we're really it's coming to like a maturity level. Not any big changes. Always keep this like this. Keep throwing, you know keep creative. Put some new things in. But I feel like the the staff everything is maturing. And everybody's, it's like a lot of times in this business, people come and go, you know, mm-hmm. and we, you have a little bit of that, but overall, um, we have a really strong staff that's been sticking around here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Strong staff. And then, you know, obviously a strong customer. It's my, grandson, it's my granddaughter. She my is precious. Hey, Rosie. Hi. <laughs> She's looking at grandpa. It's a big family that's affair John, here. And that's Johnny, my son. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah, my daughter-in-law. You, I mean... Is this spe- is this exactly what you envisioned always? Oh, is having this place? This is where- like a good dream <laughs> come true. Yeah, almost like the one we're thinking about for tomorrow night. Whoo! And you brought it <laughs> up. I mean, so right now we're recording this just before Game Seven. You were at that very first Blues game. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. So you're one of these St. Louis fans that's been there from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Now I got. You got I got chilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Blues music, St. Louis blues. Could you choose Are between we? the two? Oh, they're there together. You don't have to. It's like one, to me, it's all, it's like hardworking, you know. You know. And these guys, these guys on the ice have been, since we know, since 67, been working so hard, and it means so much to them. Bobby Plager, you know, it's just, they call him the godfather. I heard that quote the other day. <laughs> what was that very first blues game like for you? Well, we, I, well, we, that was new to the city for a lot of us, and um, it was like, this is neat. I'd never been to the arena before, um, and it was just, it was fun. It was, but it was like, uh, we were questioning, what is this? When they were like, they would announce every time they would ice the puck, the public address announcer would say, icing the puck. And we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I still but we barely understand. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was, but um, it was sort of exciting. And we, uh, my friend, uh, his father worked for Falstaff Brewery at the time, who was a sponsor. So we got to go to maybe four or five games that year. So it sort of hooked us, you know. And then he, of course, went to the final that first year against Montreal. And my feeling, I think, is what the city, you know, everybody started jumping on. You know, they really got into the Blues and. So yeah, it's been we've been we're re- we're ready, <laughs> we're ready for this. You know, this it just kind of again speaks to the the different institutions of our city, sports, food, music. I don't think you can really think of St. Louis without one of those three things. Yeah, and you're kind of bring two of those things to life here at the deli every day. Yeah, I have a couple little sport things. I got the 
picture of the blues, and that's, uh, yeah, we're not a sports bar, we're a deli, but... Yeah, but so. again, another piece of history that someone can look for when they when they come visit for a sandwich is right up by that register is that picture you've got there from the first game, right? Right. Right, exactly. In fact, um, uh, some of the players came in, um, and it was uh, when Robbie Fabry was nursing his first injury that year, I think it was a couple years ago, but I didn't know it was him, you know, um, Sort of thought, and he was pointing at the picture to whoever he was with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, and then he gave me his his uh, credit card to run, and I was like, oh, <laughs> no wonder you're pointing at that picture. <laughs> but they're all super guys. Have you had a few uh, celebrities come through the doors oh, here? Oh, we have. We have. We've had a lot of hockey players have been through. You know, um, so yeah, we're ready for Terrence Sanko and Bennington and. The rest of the guys, come on in. I but imagine you'll probably give a Bennington or Tarasenko a free sandwich. If they yeah, they'll get one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had some the opposition. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, when the Winnipeg Jets uh, played the Blues earlier in the playoff series, uh, four of the guys came in. I didn't even realize it. I was like, um, and a customer who knew it said, you just served the enemy or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> what? They go, yeah, you just served the Winnipeg Jets. So we went out and we had a lot of fun with them. We ribbed them a little bit and joked around with them they were great well again it just speaks to their people all the way up from canada that you know hear about a a good sandwich and they want to try it we're here for them (laughs) yeah it's it's great it's 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 fun it's an honor day to day and uh, no matter who comes through the doors you just meet the nicest people um with all the craziness that goes on in the world i just feel like there's a lot a whole lot of good people We've got a lot of great episodes coming up for the Meet St. Louis podcast. So make sure you are subscribed so you know exactly when those episodes drop. In the coming weeks, we are chatting with one of our area's best furniture makers. You've likely seen his tables if you've dined at most of the restaurants across St. Louis. We're chatting with one of the best mixologists in not only St. Louis, but the Midwest. We are always, of course, looking to hear who you want to meet. So if you've got an idea, let us know on social media. Follow us on our Instagram account, Meet St. Louis Podcast, or say hello on Twitter. You can find me at Alexis Zotos. This episode was produced and edited by JJ Bailey.